Welcome to Leadership Moments with Justin Manzi, where we want to see leaders equipped and empowered. All right, well, welcome to uh, lesson number three, and we're going to continue on internal leadership development. And the characteristic or attribute we're going to be talking about today is humility. And so as we talk about humility, it is an internal attribute, but it comes out through our attitude and our reactions. Now, this is a a topic that uh, is so difficult because as leaders, um, you feel vulnerable. And when you are actually leading your life out in front of people, there's a vulnerability if you want to have an authentic um, a description of who you are, like to be authentic and to be real. What's interesting is that humility and to walk in humility is an attribute that is almost that you feel like you can be vulnerable, you can be transparent, you can be authentic, uh, but you're protected. And I think that's why the opposite of humility is pride, because the pride actually comes to be almost like a protector. It's, it, it's a facade, but it, it, it helps you to wear a mask that you're guarded, you're, you're protected, you're okay. Um, and so what happens is when somebody is walking in pride, a lot of times it's because they want to have control or they want to have power, but they're actually hiding behind something. So we're going to talk about humility and why it is so important as an internal attribute. In Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 44, it reads this way. You know, this is Jesus saying this to his disciples, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is so powerful to me, and it's so difficult because we live in a culture that... uh, is actually the opposite, that if you are meek, if you are humble, you're considered to be weak. Uh, Yet, I would dare say that a strength of a leader is more in his weaknesses than they'll ever know. So when we look at this, I want you to know James 4, 6 says that, but he gives, come on, he gives more grace, therefore, Therefore, God will resist the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, I want you to think about that for just a moment. When you, when you think about God resist the proud, why? Well, here's what I believe is happening. When, and, and we all, I mean, this is something we all deal with and we have to acknowledge it's kind of what we use as coping mechanisms when we're around people where we don't feel safe. We tend, and pride can be in so many different things. False humility is a type of pride. Um, well, I'm so humble. Uh, but the reality is um, you're protecting yourself because you, you're, you're, you're guarding the vulnerable aspects of who you are. So when we look at this, 
we're saying that God resists the proud. Well, part of that is, is because we're exalting ourselves above as well as guarding ourselves from the truth of who we are and who God can be in our life. So this is why it is such a challenging um, attribute to walk in. So number one, resisting the proud. The moment we allow our ego to be exalted, we immediately, come on, we immediately step out from the presence and the protection of God. Not only can we, can the enemy come and destroy us, but we have now, the Lord is resisting us. <laughs> so Satan was kicked out of heaven because of pride. Now I know there's no sin scale. In our eyes there is. Some sins are greater than others. But in God's eyes, I really believe that, that pride is on a scale so detrimental to us because we're actually resisting God. Now I says, well, no, the Bible says that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. I believe when we walk in pride, we are actually resisting the, the authenticity, the, the wholeness, the completeness, even trying to cover our weaknesses with this facade, this mask, and we're not being genuine. We're not being real. And you know, there's that old saying that if you are always wearing a mask wherever you go, even when you go to church, when you go to work, people fall in love with what they see. And so you're presenting a mask. So they fall in love with the mask that you wear and you can leave that place and go, I don't feel loved because you haven't taken the mask off and allowed people to love you because they love the mask, but they don't love you because they don't know you. So this has everything to do with being, being walking in humility. Now, I also want to say this. When you walk in humility, it does bring some authenticity of who we are and it, we have to be vulnerable and transparent. But we have levels of transparency. We have uh, levels that we're going to be vulnerable. You're just not, you don't just be vulnerable. There's some people who say, well, I'm, I'm a humble guy, so I'm just going to say what I really feel about you. Well, Really, there's some things that, you know, we have to be careful. At the other, on the other side of that, there's some people that just throw up everything that they're going through that sometimes you have to be careful where you're vulnerable and how you're vulnerable. Um, so just to put that in there when it talks about humility. Humility is really a desire to be whole, be real, with your strengths, with your weaknesses, and know that God is protecting you with His grace. So, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this, And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, most gladly I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want you to see this is so important that we walk in this being real, being real. Um, and it's hard. I, it's hard for me. It's one of the areas that because of my past and maybe shrap metal that's been inside of me, uh, I, there are times when I'm going to be vulnerable. I have to take a deep breath and go, this person may hurt me with this information. And in and, and some cases, I have been vulnerable and been real and I have been hurt and, and that's part of trusting the Lord and knowing that he's your protector. But 
we all need to walk in humility. And to be to to walk in humility is saying I'm willing to be a lifetime learner. I'm willing to learn from this situation. I'm okay with being wrong. I'm okay with failing. And and if you do make mistake that you go and you say, "Hey, I was wrong. That was wrong." So that's part of growing in humility. So Ephesians 4:1 through 4, I read this in the last lesson, but it's it bears a foundation in this lesson as well, and it reads, "Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, come on, we're called to serve the Lord, I beg you to lead, come on, lead your own life, a worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God, always be humble and gentle." I I I'll just stop there because that attribute of just always be humble and gentle. That's internal. That's not behavior modification and saying, "Well, I'm going to be humble and I'm going to I'm going to put it on." That really becomes actually a false humility. It's not genuine, it's not real. So, we are called to walk this out. Uh John 3:30 says, "He this is John saying, basically, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less." in uh, the new king james version says i must decrease he must increase and that's really how it's going to happen is learning that i have to decrease uh i don't have much time here i'm looking at my clock and going but i i remember going all the way one time years ago to argentina to uh, the revival that was happening down in argentina and i remember standing in line for um wow it was for hours but they were having services 24 hours a day 7 days a week it was it was just crazy and um because i was a pastor and i was from at that time just had moved to canada they said all pastors from other nations please come into the front so we didn't have to wait as long as some of the other ones did i remember going down there and and i remember going down and wanting to be prayed for and and i i remember going down to the altar and and asking the the man of god to lay hands on me and pray for me and i wanted an anointing to to go be a revivalist you know and i went up the front line and this man went down the line and he was praying for everyone i mean just literally laying hands on everybody down the line and he got to me and he skipped over me i was like oh that was really weird but it was so many people praying there that they just said okay if you've been prayed for move 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 next line come up and so they said to me you you need to move and i said no no i'm going to i didn't get prayed for they're like oh okay we'll stay here again we'll do it again and the man of god comes down he's laying hands on people praying for them and everybody's getting touched by the lord and he comes to me and he he asked me to step to the side i'm not joking can you step to the side i stepped aside and he prayed for the person behind me and um then he skipped around to um over me and went down and then they said okay we're going to we're done praying and we had prayed for so many people there's like thousands of people there and i remember going to uh he didn't pray for me So I went to my hotel room that night and I was having like a pity party going I how come this guy didn't pray for me? Like I came all this way. I flew all the way from Canada to Argentina to be a part of this revival and the man of God didn't lay his hands on me and pray for me. And I had a restless night. I got up in the morning and I actually was shaving and I was looking in the mirror kind of like I don't even know if I want to go to those meetings today, you know? And as I was shaving, I I heard a whisper from the Lord. and it was one of those whispers that like is that me but this is what the lord said he said i'm not looking for superstars i'm looking for laborers 
For few are my labors, not few are my superstars. And all of a sudden that just convicted me. And he's, I felt like the Lord said to me, you want to do this because you want to be great. But it's not out of humility. It's out of you want to exalt you. And that broke my heart. I, I actually got down and just started, uh, well, I walked into the little bedroom part of the, of the uh, hotel and I just started weeping and saying, God, please forgive me. I humble myself. I don't want to be a superstar. I want to be a laborer. I want to be a laborer. And so I remember going back to the meetings and they said, oh, we're going to pray for pastors again. And I'm like, I'm not going up there. And the guy next to me is like, go up there. And I'm like, I tried this already. I'm not going to humiliate myself. And then I was like, you're not going to humiliate yourself? You don't want to humble yourself? I'm like, oh my goodness, it's already happening. I haven't even been like an hour and I'm already... So I'm like, absolutely. I went up there and it was funny. The man of God came, laid hands on me, prayed for me. And uh, I, I, God used that to reveal that in, in who I am. So I say that because I think it's important that we have to realize God is looking for laborers, not a superstar. We're not in competition with anybody. So we walk in humility. So remember that. Few are his laborers. There's plenty of superstars. We look around right now with celebrity pastors, and I would be scared to even be a celebrity pastor right now with all that's taking place. But a lot of it is because they weren't willing to walk in humility. So, all right, let's jump back into our notes here. We don't have much time. So I want you to know it is a daily decision that we have to deny ourselves pick up our cross and follow Jesus. Humility isn't just like, oh, that, that was a good teaching. Humility is a practice daily where you say, God, I choose to decrease so that you can increase. I choose to deny myself to pick up your cross and follow you, Jesus. So in Matthew 16, 24 through 27, it really is about that. You can read that in your notes, but it comes down to true humility is when we choose to walk um, by the grace of God, so that we are called to die to ourselves, pick up our cross, and serve Jesus, serve others, and follow Jesus. We become dependent on the grace of God that comes through our act of humility to come and be a part of God's kingdom. So take time each day. Humble yourself. Humble your heart. Give your hopes your job, your family, your day to the Lord. Ask how you can serve the Lord's purposes that day. Choose to live for God and His purposes daily. All right, that's humility. There's some questions there you can answer, but I, I want to encourage you to walk in an attribute of saying, God, I choose to humble myself. <laughs> There's my buzzer telling me you're done. All right, bless you.